1: for podcasting from the jethro's barbecue studios where wednesday is mug day with seven dollar cousin cocktails this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno the psas you hear on condon and iheart media des moines are presented in part by nick mick we take care of our own now here's miller and condon ken miller
0: All right, good morning everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Trent Condon and Ken Miller. For the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Thanks for spending some of your morning here uh, with us. BMW of Des Moines Guest List looks like this. We will start things off at the bottom of the hour. Uh, with our friend uh, David Eichholt, 24-7 Sports, Hawkeye Insider.com. Uh We'll recap, obviously, last night's convincing win over Michigan State. Look ahead. Uh, perhaps some recruiting news as well as they do a good job over there, 24-7. Uh, David Eicholt at 1030. Shelby Mast, he's BracketWag.com. He does the brackets for all of the Gannett newspapers. Uh, he's with us each and every week and updates his bracket at BracketWag.com every evening about 11 o'clock uh, that uh, gets posted so it's current it's fresh at bracketwag.com and he will uh, join us about 10 minutes before 11 o'clock wednesday means david kaplan kicks off our number two centurion stone of iowa sponsors cappy and then the voice of iowa state john walters at eleven thirty or thereabouts it's iowa state it's west virginia tonight big game hilton coliseum Clones playing well. Try to keep it going over uh, against a team that's uh, really reeling right now. Trent, I didn't
2: realize this. And good morning, Hello. Way.
0: You look none the worse for wear.
2: No, right? no, all good, yeah. Your voice is good? A little rough, maybe? A little rough, yeah. I think that's more state wrestling than anything. Oh, uh, was well, it's catching up with you. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't yelling at the officials. I mean, how could you? No, no, not in that one last <laughs> night. <laughs> last Izzo night. was trying before the game to plant those seeds. Yeah, I know he was. Got to the free throw line four times. Yeah, it's unbelievable what a performance. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, John Walters will be
0: here. Uh, what, I, what I started to mention was, I didn't realize this, West Virginia's lost 11 of their last 12. That one win was against the Clones uh, in Morgantown, but this team is yeesh. Um, And for a while there, I thought, "Eh, nah, they're not the best team in the Big 12, but they're certainly not at the bottom. They're terrible right now.
2: It's Tash Sherman and not a whole lot of help. That's it, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. And, and, think Oscar Tshibwe would help out a little bit? You think? Look what he's doing in Kentucky. Well, they've got another, more guys in the roster but him. But yeah. yes, it, it's it's huge. Um well, well, we'll get into it. It was Sherman's first game back, right, against Iowa. wasn't it? Yes, it was. Memory serves, and this time I, I know it's serving me well. It was his first game back after he'd missed a couple. And what is he or isn't he going to play? And he did. And I believe he led the, the Mountaineers in scoring when they knocked off Iowa State. So a big spot for Iowa State. West Virginia tonight. Tip time at 6. Of course, you can hear the pregame. Or you can hear the game if you can't be in front of your TV on 100.3 The Bus. Pregame gets underway at 5. And to our friends in Ames, of course, 1430. KSI. That's where they play in Story County. Well, you were at Carver-Hawkeye last night. The place was banged out mm-hmm. as they had a couple of ceremonies. One before the game, one at halftime, and the game itself was, boy, uh, Hawkeye Nation and the
2: uh, fans that made their way to Carver and those of you who are watching, I'll spring in their step. That was a rout. Domination it really was the second consecutive game against Michigan State dating yeah. back to last year when they yeah. One by 30 up in East Lansing, kind of exercising some demons. Ten times in Izzo's career, over 900 games. Jeez. He has lost by 26 or more points. Two of them have come the last two times it, against the Hawks. It, it's remarkable. Wade Lookingbill pointed this out this morning.
0: I didn't, I didn't catch this. Uh, Michigan State's five starters, of course, um, combined for 19 points. None of them in double figures. None of them in double figures. The only guy in double figures was Malik Hall. Who was really good. I mean, he was yeah. up for a while there, a stretch. He was doing everything he could to keep his Spartans in
2: it. But that was it.
0: That was it. He had no there was nobody else really
2: trying. I mean, Walker had a couple of shots. Yeah, he had a couple of shots uh-huh. and Yeah, in the second half, I think he had two of the three threes that he had. Their guards are terrible. Dude. They're man. really bad. I This is a different team, right? How were they so good at the beginning of the no year? I have no idea. I
0: really don't. Yeah. This team is reeling. and I'm seeing. Where does Shelby have? Let me bring this up. Where does Shelby have?
2: I know Lenardi
0: yesterday had, had them a as six. a. six. Yeah, had him as a six yesterday. Uh, today, uh, Shelby Mass uh, has them as a seven. As a seven, okay. Trent, they are going the wrong way at the wrong time. Can this team pull it out of I, it? I mean, how? Right. What? 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 What did, so did Izzo, they have?
2: I listened to on the drive home last night. Was listening to the post game, and Izzo. Sung-I was praised. Yes, he did. And that was at the top of it. But he said, we need to make some changes. I think you're going to you see probably Walker out there uh-huh. in a starting role. I'm certainly going to see uh, a starting role after the performance. Adam Lee call, probably Marble in there. I mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be some wholesale changes. They did not look good. No, And there was quit. There's not that dog you're used to with Michigan State basketball something's amiss.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, and I wouldn't really ne- never gave him a I ch- gave him a chance. I love McCaffrey's timeout early in yep. the second half. Uh Michigan State came out of the locker room at what 2 or 3, two baskets or three couple, of buckets, couple yeah. buckets early and, and France and, and I guess he lit into him. We went to commercial, you saw it, but mm-hmm. uh the uh, the uh, Hawkeye media that was there uh said that Fran got after him pretty good uh in the timeout. Uh so much praise to go around for this roster from yesterday, whether it be Keegan Murray or...
2: Um, you know who I thought Trent really played well and and won't show up in the box score? I thought Robracha was good. I thought Robracha was good. I thought Tony Perkins was good. Yeah, yeah. Again, not a game that he's been great offensively. The no, shots his shots, still shots still isn't weren't there, falling, yeah. But he was... That defense, just the tenacity that he brings, he was getting his hands on balls. I think he only had one steal, but... He was impactful defensively. That second unit is so much fun. They are. With Euliss and Toussaint when those yeah. two play together and they can mix and match. Mm-hmm. And now Connor just hits a shot, hits a shot a game, and yes. he hit two of them in the first half. He, he did. Do you know what
0: was more impressive than his shots, and and, and, and Sanford didn't finish? His entry pass to Peyton Sanford yeah. at, at one point, just a thing of beauty. I mean, he's, he's so smart, right? He really is a smart basketball player. Uh, but he did leave the game. You could see he was in some discomfort, mm-hmm. and it was that shoulder again? I know he wanted to stay in. It looked kind of like a not an innocuous play. It really didn't look like there was much there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bonetti said he dipped his shoulder and was called for a foul. It wasn't a foul, at least I didn't think it was. Uh, dipped his somebody was going to the basket for Michigan State, and it kind of looked like the. Remember the last time he got hit yes. and we came to work and they what the hell happened? Yep, it's kind of the. I feel the same way about it. Yesterday, I was watching it yesterday,
2: you know, and I, I related that story. To my buddy from high school that had a shoulder problem, and he'd be walking down the hall, and it just pop out. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. He'd be carrying his books the wrong way, and it would just. It was simple as that. And you wonder, you know, if that shoulder injury, if this is what it is, if it's just something like that. Now they said after that initial injury, it wasn't exactly a shoulder, but. Regardless. Nerves. Some, right, yeah, right, yeah. Something is off there, and it doesn't look like it has to be an impactful play. It doesn't look like he has to be whacked or something like that or have his arm pulled down going up for a shot. It's just at any time kind of hit, and that happened last night. Luckily for Iowa, mm-hmm. they were coasting mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah,
0: they really were. Uh, Keegan Murray-Trent, I, I don't know what more we can say about him. I really and truly don't. He was so dominant last night and so quick to the basket. And, I mean... <laughs> What a player! Yes, what a player! And Luca was asked, uh, "Did you take the game?" Yes. Yeah. Okay. So have you seen? Have you because Mm-mm. Benetti and Hummel were spot on, but Luca, they put a headset on him at one point during the first half, and he was on for, you know, from one uh, return from timeout to to another when they went to a timeout. It was really good, um, you know, talking about Keegan. Did you see this coming? He said, "Well, to be honest with you, no. I I knew he'd take some steps." Mm-hmm. But the amount of I'm paraphrasing obviously yeah. that that he's taken. I mean, uh, Luca wasn't sure that that's where he would be. So tell me about the ceremonies. Did you make it for the for the uh, three um, sadly deceased Hawks that had their number uh, hung in the rafters at Carva? Did you get to, uh, there for that? Yeah,
2: got there about five thirty-five or so. So but what time to did seat? that start? The pregame stuff. They had some stuff going up on the video boards at the okay. time, right when we got there. And about five forty-five, they got started then. With so some black and white footage of, of yeah, the old that's it was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. You know, I remember, and it's weird because growing up, up a Hawkeye fan and you hear the stories, and Murray Weir was always talked about. He was. He, he was. You know, Dar- talked about him. Bob Dyer talked about him yeah. all the time. And I wonder if it's because he was an Iowa guy, you know. And Maybe so. That had something to yeah. do with it too, but seeing those clips and they're running up and down the yeah. floor, it just yeah. it's, it's fun to watch <laughs> some of those old clips. So I thought that was really the cool. Converse high tops. And then... Roy Marble, you know, kind of yeah. getting his chance and seeing his son Roy Dev back there. Mm-hmm. That was really important. Mm-hmm. We remember the tweet from a year ago and yeah. said he the disrespect that was shown to his dad. Yeah, he
0: was sticking up for his father. I mean, right,
2: anybody right. that can understand that and has a problem with that, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sorry. And Fran reaching out, mending yes. fences, yes. making it right. And even Gary Barta, the way that he reacted mm-hmm. after that, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And we've slung plenty of errors. Oh, sure. Gary Bart his way throughout his tenure at Iowa. That was something that mm-hmm. he did well coming back and, and making it right and making the family feel right. This is still a guy that was all time scoring leader I'm for a, a long time. Right. And was he a role model off the floor? Absolutely not. Right. But, but, but as a basketball man. player, and that's and to see what, his, more, what more do you want? his name up there, it was right. it was really really. As good. a basketball player, yes. what more do you want?
0: That's where I want to make that clear.
2: And then, of course, at halftime, uh-huh. Luke is out there, and it, he just gave a short little speech. It was mm-hmm. forty five seconds, maybe. Just thank you. Why fans. did he seem? See, we didn't see any of it on ESPN. Okay. I don't think.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure we didn't. If we did, maybe it might have been you know a, a, a token five seconds or yeah. whatever. Um, but I saw a lot of Twitter. I mean, every bottle of the media was there. You tweeted it. Um, uh, the, the speech was it because uh, there was nothing really up close. Mm-hmm. Was it emotional? Did he? Did oh it, was yeah. There, was he about to lose it at
2: times? He he was tearing up. Yeah, you could really. Well, see I saw that. you could see him wipe away a tear. Yeah,
0: maybe when they were showing some of the video. Mm-hmm.
2: The video it started with Connor. Uh, he talked a little bit and just how he shows everybody how to be a player, what mm-hmm. kind of leader he was. He talked about that. It was Connor. Uh, Fran was Fran there. His, was in, yeah. his mom was a part of it. Oh, who, really? Of course, we hear and see so yeah. much of Frank. Yeah, but mom also remember a professional basketball player, and a pretty good one in her own right. That was really cool to hear from her, just because we haven't heard right. a ton. And uh, and then the whole team kind of at the end of the video tribute. They all said thank you. The current players all there. Mm. So it, it was well done. I, I thought there wasn't anything that they missed. And then it's just it's just cool to see. Yeah. It's cool to see that. Yeah. And I wish the weather was better yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was, what, 700 short of a sellout. For the people that missed it yesterday, if you're kind of on the fence, you missed out. It was really, really yeah. cool. I'm extremely happy. It's tough for me to get over there. I'm gone during the week a couple times mm-hmm. calling basketball games. It's It's hard to make my way over to Carver much anymore. I'm so happy that I was over there for that one. Not just the game, but but for that moment. Because we're not going to see a guy like that again. Yeah, you just wonder, right? I mean, yeah. i love to think Keegan's got two more years of eligibility
0: left. <laughs> not going to but uh, Folks, Monday's his last game uh, in, That's right. at, at Carver-Hawkeye. We've yeah. got tickets to give away for it. Um, Dr. Fuller is our final set of tickets um, he has promised that he'll get his football tickets next year. If you seen the football schedule next year? It's a good one. Holy mackerel. As yes. bad as this year's was, well, it's every other year. right? Uh, so we will, uh, yeah, because Bohannon, it's funny, the the kind of the joke, well, this is his last year, right? There's, so. there's no loopholes that he can come back for another one. Um, well, whatever, I'm glad for him, too. Speaking of
2: that, so it'll be senior night, mm-hmm. Monday with Northwestern. Again, a kind mm-hmm. of a... It's an 8 o'clock tip. A benign game. Yeah. It's Northwestern, but... You'll see Keegan for the last time. Yep. You'll see Bohannon for the last time. Mm-hmm. Connor. Will you see Connor for the last yes, time? I Is he going to go through the ceremonies, you think? I think he does. Yeah. I think he does.
0: I think injuries have taken his toll. I right. hope he comes back. Yeah. He's, he's, and he wants to get
2: into coaching. Yeah. Well, yeah. Except he's Mom getting, doesn't want him to. Right. But why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? I mean, he's a coach now, for God's sakes. And maybe you take that one more year and you just concentrate on baseball for one more time. See if that Just works. Just play baseball. Just play baseball for one final What's season. What's this true love?
0: Like if you'd only play one, do you know?
2: I still think it has to be basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, basketball lifer, right? right I mean, can match in the kitchen
0: table? Yeah. When these kids, when they're kids? Yeah. Uh, mom and dad?
2: <laughs> and uh, so got to hang out before the game. Wig and pen, as always, okay. delicious. Oh, man. Now, have you've been so to the good. one in Anki. I've never been to the one yeah. that I would say. Been to the one in yep. Um Is it the same kind of outline? It's good. Yeah.
0: There's something special about that. The, would, the, the original. Are, see, I love Wigan Pen. Yeah. I go. Remember, we had Brooke on uh, yes. during our restaurant radio. Um, you know, to come on, and we were having all these restaurants that. would, I'm going to remember the pandemic, but right. it was one of our, it's the best thing we've ever done on the radio. Um, but it's different. The does it taste different? Just to... Huh? I, I don't know. Maybe it's wow. the old, older
2: oven, whatever it is. They're both really good. Oh, obviously, they really yeah. well, I can't it's the, speak for Iowa City, but Ankeny is. Is the ambiance and just hanging out with my buddies. Sure. We used to do this all the time. Used to go over there. And now we all have kids and wives and lives. Yeah, I don't even know where it is in Iowa City. It's when, you know, the Corville Strip. Yes. Like as you're yes. Yes. going down the strip, and then you can take that right up Hawkins to get to Carver. Okay. It's right before that turn. Okay. So we didn't even park. We just kept the car there and walked up to Carver Oh, that's from how you really yeah. and you are they, they allowed you to do yep. that if you're if you're eating you can park here that's a walk. good thing to yeah. get there at 245 so you can actually yeah. get a parking spot because so like how 3.30 30 was a walk 10 minutes oh, it's not bad. eight minutes baby a little colder on the way home yeah right. Boy, that was a chilly one walking into the wind did get very good gas mileage on the way back last night that wind was whipping on the way home but just doing those kind of things hanging out talking about it but we were talking about Iowa City basketball and my guy my buddies now have some kids that are getting into high school and talking about the Iowa City West team and man they were singing Jack McCaffrey's praises oh, too. Hey, they they said beautiful looking shot, better than either of his brothers. It is mm-hmm. he is a true baller. We've been already. hearing this for years too about this kid. So if you're Connor, you go through ceremonies. If you want to do another year of baseball you can. If not, fine. Do you start your coaching career at Iowa? Are you a grad assistant? Do that thing. Go that no, route. No. Or just go blaze your own path.
0: Yes. I think the latter. Yeah. I think you probably asked, solicit dad's help. Sure, absolutely. To get you, you know, pick up the phone and call one of his buddies yep. in the fraternity. But um, yes,
2: I think, I think you venture out. <laughs> one more thing from uh, last night. So, listening to Izzo afterwards, and we mentioned singing the mm-hmm. praises of Iowa. And uh, I was reminded, and it really annoyed me at the time, as Iowa was getting ready to fire Todd Licklider. And you remember Izzo, he was on his soapbox yes. saying he deserves more time. Yes, this is I not do. fair. Right. And I remember going on the air and absolutely freaking out on Tom Izzo. I respect Tom Izzo as much as anybody. Are things that annoy me? Yeah, I, I don't like the way he works officials. But in terms of respect, he is way, way up there. But that bothered me mm-hmm. to no end. This is not your university. This is not your team. Right. This is a guy that you're whooping on mm-hmm. outside of the forty-three thirty-seven win that, that Licklider got against him. You don't tell universities what to do. No,
0: but I think, Trent, in every coach's contract, there's a clause that says you have to, whenever you have an opportunity, uh, remind everybody how well coached to whatever team you're playing is. Uh-huh. Extremely well coached. It's a well coached team. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and, and it comes back at them. But yeah, I, I do remember vividly. Mm-hmm. I do. And I thought, yeah, this guy wants, of course, he wants them there. It's
2: an easy win. He's big in that coaching fraternity, though, yeah. too. And that's true. He was sticking up for one yeah. of his guys. Yeah. He was wrong. Sure was. As we found out. And still continue to find out. Iowa basketball playing their best basketball team. Trent,
0: that was their most complete game yesterday, I think, and there's been some good ones. Um, yes. the. Well, I mean, look at the last two wins, right? Yeah. Look at, now, can they keep it going? <laughs> Are you any concerned at all Friday night? See, I was, and you know this because I've said it. But um, When there was that goose egg right, by Nebraska. At this beginning of February, I thought, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can see this coming from a mile away. no. It, it, there's no way in hell that this game Friday night should even be
2: close. Did you watch any of the Northwestern Nebraska no, I game did last
0: not. night? I did not. Uh, well, thank you for the tip on UConn. Yeah. Not the tip on the game betting-wise, but just, hey, don't forget this one's on. Mm-hmm. It was really
2: good. What a what a finish. What a win by UConn. You like that UConn team now? You know what, Trent? Uh-huh. I, uh, Can you tell what I was saying? It's hard yes. to put your fi- I just like them. I yes. Really, they're just a team uh-huh. that...
0: I think's got a chance. If I'm looking for a team that's outside the, let's say, where does Shelby have them this morning?
2: I'm gonna guess they are a uh, four seed, not five seed. They I was... are a. Yukon, searching. I
0: don't, I don't even see him. Where the hell is Yukon Shelby masked? What am I missing? Did he miss one? Threes, fours, fives, sixes, seven. This is awful radio. Well, what's what's the difference, right? You're used to that.
2: Uh, Trent, I don't see them. They're a six seed in Shelby's bracket Where? today. Uh, in the Midwest. Connecticut. Oh, right there. I was looking for UConn, Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut. Right,
0: right, right. There they are. Yeah, a six seed. Um, that's so team. a team? So a team that's kind of on the
2: periphery. Uh-huh. They might get a little bit of my money. So DraftKings has, right now, of course you can bet, to win the national championship. And I know you're firing because yeah. that's what you like to do. I love it. But DraftKings also has to make the Final Four. Mm-hmm. That would be a team, because you're not going to get great odds on like Gonzaga to make the Final no. Four, right? You're going to get them even money, something like oh, that. In I, fact, would, I bet you they're, I bet you it's not even even money. Let's go to Team Futures to make the Final Four. Minus 105 yeah. for the Zags. Arizona 2-1. to one. Auburn plus 220. Again, this is just to win the four games to get there. So you dig a little deeper, and that's when you get into like a team I look at. Tennessee. Six to one. Okay. To make the final four. I don't think Tennessee can win at all. But with the right path, absolutely mm-hmm. they can get there. Still going and I'm looking for Yukon. Iowa eighteen to one. Providence fifteen to one. And there's Yukon at eighteen to one to get to the it's final juicy. four. It
0: is. That's It yeah, is. if they do end up on that six line, you mm-hmm. know how we both feel about that sixth spot. Yep. Um well, we'll see. So Iowa State tonight, they've got the uh, West Virginia team that uh, pays a visit. Iowa State coming off a um, – just blew, as we saw. They just totally blew out Oklahoma. This was – as it's been uh, for a lot of Iowa State A lot of Big 12 teams going into Morgantown. uh, For whatever reason, it doesn't go well (laughs) a lot of times. So what do you expect tonight? Is this an opportunity uh, for Iowa State to put another one in the win column and just solidify their spot in this tournament? Because I still think they're in. Shelby's got them uh, as one of his teams that's got some work to do still. Uh, But with all these quad ones...
2: They're in great shape. They're in great shape. The only concern... Because they're better in West Virginia. I mean any way you slice they're just better. And they're at home Mm -hmm. and they're playing good basketball again. It's just that offense rears its ugly head again. Well Brockington didn't play well against West Virginia. Right. Now I don't know if that was I don't recall if it was
0: a product of West Virginia. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it was just an off night for Brock. And Hunter was phenomenal in that game. He led everybody
2: uh, in scoring with 22 points. Because we've seen these performances. I and mean, we've seen them at Hilton. The Kansas State game. Letting that big lead dissipate mm-hmm. there. The TCU game. Mm-hmm. Where the offense just wasn't there. So that always has to, I think, linger in the back of your mind with this Iowa State team. Is If it's one of those nights where you're 3-19 and from 3, yeah, West Virginia. Even as bad as they have been. They can jump up and bite you. But outside of that, breaking down the game a little bit deeper, I don't see any matchup that concerns you. No, I mentioned Tash Sherman, but that's it? Yep. The way this Iowa State team plays defense, you you don't worry about one guy going off and beating you. It, it's it's hard to come up with a compelling case for West Virginia winning this game. I'm with you. What's the number? Six. I think this is what I saw last night when it came out. I think that's what it was. Let's see if we can get an updated number on men's basketball. Go to the tab. And bring up the big twelve. Right now it is five. I I'd lay the points. I think I would too. Yeah. Uh, well, other other in state games tonight, you and I, as they try to maintain first mm-hmm. place in the MVC. They're favored by five and a half at Indiana State, and Drake favored by seven at Valpo tonight.
0: Well, let's let's hope we have uh, we continue what we saw this past weekend right. with them all winning. By the way, the voice of you and I, Gary Rima, um Who's got what? Two games left in his regular season career as the yep. voice of the Panthers before they head to St. Louis. He's going to join Trent and I tomorrow at ten thirty, uh, and looking forward to that. That's always. I fun. mean, twenty nine years, Trent. That mm-hmm. uh, that that is a remarkable, remarkable run uh, for Gary, and he'll join us, and we'll recap. Um, Some of his career, but also, obviously, the basketball team that he covers as they get set to host Loyal. Are there tickets available Saturday? Do you know? Oh, yeah. You think so? The McLeod
2: Center not banged out? I wouldn't think so, no.
0: Because it's senior day. Um, Man, i got to think that by the time that the weekend gets here, that should be a
2: pretty difficult ticket, I would hope. You don't think so? Eh, Probably not. Remember... Cedar Valley is not exactly. No, I get it. Population based. But if you're going to if it's going to sell out the one game, this would be it. I That'd would be think. It would be. Yeah, and certainly if they get I the mean, win look tonight. At the stakes trend. Yeah. The the push will be there to try to get it. Let's see single games what you can get for Loyola, find tickets. Oh yeah, there's a ton of them is available. There? Yeah. Well,
0: um and that game gets to TV as well. And I believe, uh, didn't uh, Layman say that he's got that game? Yes, yes, he did. Yep. All right, it's 1025. We will get our first time out. David Eicholt joins us. Again, Shelby Mast, Our bracketologist will be here. Bracketwag.com. Bracketwag.com for Shelby. Again, he uh, is Gannett's bracketologist. All the Gannett newspapers. You know, I want to give the Des Moines Register a little plug here right now because it's the newspaper and I love the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, got, they've got that sale. And I know a lot of folks have given up on them for whatever reason, um, but if you're, th- if you're, there is a time to get back into the newspaper and uh, get a subscription. Twenty two bucks for two years. Wow, that's it. Oh. Now it's digital, right? Yeah. But that's, that's yeah. we get the paper now. <laughs> yes. But and today's the it's a they carried over yesterday's until today. But twenty two bucks for two years worth of Des Moines Register,
2: it's local news for twenty two bucks for local. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to worry about going into incognito mode and trying right. to uh, write, I ran out of articles and Yeah, right. Right. Oh I gotta wait till next month when right. five freebies are up. Right, right. If they write a story you don't like, don't read it. Yeah. It's pretty easy. You don't have to. No. They're not forcing on the click.
0: Uh, But for $22, and again, that sale ends today, and we are not paid by the Des Moines Register to say that, but I love the newspapers and uh, the folks that write for them for the most part. 10-25, Miller and Condon. We'll get our time out. We'll come back uh, with David Eichel, 24-7 Sports, uh, HawkeyeInsider.com. He's next on Des Moines Sports Station. You're listening to Miller and Condon on 106.3. Murph and Andy sent you.
1: Now, back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent.
0: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Just past 1030 on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Shelby Mast. Uh, bracketwag.com Bracketwag.com coming up here in about Oh, 15 minutes Or thereabouts, right now, David Eicholt Joins the program, of course 24-7 sports, HawkeyeInsider.com uh, Let's recap Michigan State Iowa, look ahead to what's left Shall we? David Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on David Eicholt. how are you?
3: Hey, things are going well, guys. Always appreciate talking to you, and uh, thanks for having me back.
0: No, we appreciate you being here. So you were uh, in the locker room. You got a lot of great video. Uh, some or the uh, festivities yesterday, where the media was allowed, the really good stuff. Listening to, you know, about Devin Marble. I guess I want to start there with him because I, I was not surprised, but disappointed the blowback he got when he, you know, um, put that tweet out. Uh, he wasn't. I don't didn't think take it as a shot at the fan base or anything like that, or his time at Iowa. He was sticking up for his old man, for God's sakes. Uh, and what he thought was a slight, and a, and a wrong was righted yesterday, and it was good to see Devin Marble back in the fold.
3: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, I think you could tell just how much it meant to him, how much it meant to the family. I mean, they got all four you know, kids of Roy's kids there. I think that was a big deal. And it was funny when we were talking to Devin, Devin just said, yeah, I'm not even supposed to be here right now because you know he's a professional yeah. over in Poland, and he just said, you know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get back or what the process is. So that'll be interesting when that comes about. But look, I mean, Fran McCaffrey has said Devin Marble was such a staple for you know really moving Iowa to where it is now and where it came from. Devin was a part of that first recruiting class. Fran basically had to re-recruit him, and I think it really did. It hurt Fran when Devin just said, "Hey, I'm not going to come back to Iowa." um I I agree with you though I I think fans took it in the wrong way Devin obviously is you know he said yesterday he loves the fan base and like you said I think he just wanted a wrong to be righted and I think he was just sticking up uh for his dad and I think the quote that stood out to me about that yesterday was he just said look I I just wanted to get my dad to you know get what he deserved and he said I feel like I'm completing the last chapter Mm. of what I'm supposed to do for him so I mean you could tell he was very emotional yesterday and And I I think you need to give a lot of credit to Gary Barta for trying to mend that relationship and and ultimately just getting it right.
2: Well, they got it right off, obviously, with Luca Garza, too. Great ceremony for him at halftime after the pregame for not just Roy Marble but also Murray Weir and Chuck Darling. Uh, Your perspective on that halftime, it was great. I'm so happy I was in the building, able a chance to see that one, the jersey and the rafters, but just the emotion of Luca Garza. and, And I said to Ken earlier Iowa fans, you're not going to see a guy like this. A four-year player, self-made guy, mm-hmm. a two-time national player of the year. It was an all-timer, and uh, really great to see Luca back there with the fans after not being able to play in front of him a year ago.
3: Yeah, I think it was an ovation that was long overdue. Obviously, you know, it took this long to be able to do it with COVID and everything, but yeah, you could tell Luca was very emotional. He was wiping away tears, and he was getting emotional during his, I think it was about 35-second speech. I mean, his voice is kind of a little bit shaky, mm-hmm. but... I mean, he he commands the attention of the arena. He got a huge ovation. I thought Iowa did a phenomenal job with the video tributes, getting Connor, getting Fran, getting his mom involved, uh, Frank talking, and, you know, getting the whole family there at half court and Luca's speech. I mean, it really was, I think, an all-around really, really good job uh, by Iowa. They timed it right. Uh, fans, I don't think, stopped screaming or clapping for the entire, <laughs> entire halftime. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I don't, you know I think Iowa fans to some degree I don't want to say take it for granted, but I mean think about who's come through the program the last two years and across the sports landscape. I mean you have Spencer Lee who's going to be back again next year, right? You have Luca Garza a two-time national player. there You have Keegan Murray who's now making another surge to be a potential national player of the year and Big Ten player of the year. Izzo gave a emphatic endorsement of him yesterday, and then you go to women's basketball. You go <laughs> Megan Gussis and now you have Caitlin Clark. I mean it's What Iowa has right now, as far as individual talent across the sport, it's not normal by any stretch of the imagination. But like you said, uh, there's only going to be one Luka Garza, and his story is unlike anything, Uh, at least I can remember, at least across college basketball.
0: Uh, any update on Connor McCaffrey after the game he seemed to that that nerve or whatever it is that's affecting him uh seemed to pop up when he was called for a foul it was a it was very ticky tack I thought the call to begin with very little contact there but he was obviously in pain uh, this is seemingly David uh going to be something that just comes out of nowhere from now until you know his basketball uh, or the season is over any update on him following the game
3: we did not get a chance to get an update from from Fran about Connor but I think you're right and this is just me speculating and kind of watching his body language I mean I think it's just gonna be something that's gonna end up you know bothering him from time to time and he's just gonna have to deal with it we I mean, talk about kid who's overcome so many injuries throughout his career I mean it's it's interesting too when you look at Connor McCaffrey because he's not even listed on Iowa's baseball roster anymore according to their website so mm-hmm. this is a guy that I think's given up a potential career in professional baseball uh to play for his dad and play for the University of Iowa basketball team so no no official update, but just based on the way he kind of carries himself and the way the by language I think, is going to be something that uh, sparks up. I mean, he seemed to be in good spirits. He was jumping around, you know, pumping up the crowd, both arms in the air, even after that. I, you know, maybe it's a nerve or something like that. But uh, I think he's going to be okay. And I mean, the guy played through two torn labrums last year. I mean, I think it's going to take an awful lot to keep him off the floor.
2: Backup guard court now. Tucson, obviously, not in the starting lineup anymore. Didn't pout. He had one of those games right afterwards where he didn't even play in the second half. But when he comes in, he's impactful. Aaron Eulis the same kind of thing. What have you seen the progression of those two guys and kind of that defensive lineup of death when those two guys are out there? And what they can do, clamping down on the guards? You
3: know, I think a couple things. I think, one, you need to give credit to Aaron Eulis and Joe Toussaint for just embracing the role off the bench, right? And I think you need to give Frank McCaffrey a lot of credit for keeping those guys happy. I mean, yeah. we talked to Izzo after the game, and Tom Izzo just said, Look, I think the MVP of the team this year is the sub-guards. And he he said, I have no idea how Frank keeps them all happy with their minutes. And I thought that was a very interesting point. But I, I think they're completely bought into the role. I think Aaron Eulis, just the way he commands the offense and his pace, he's just so patient. And he commands the entire, just the, the pace of the game for both teams. I think he's very much in control. He's finishing at the rim a lot better. Uh, he's finding open guys. Joe Toussaint has just been a menace on on-ball pressure. Really I think is. he's made a lot of hustle plays have changed games and changed possessions. So it's interesting. You know, everybody talks about the Fran fade in February, and I think over the years that's been there. But I'll tell you what, after the past two or three years, I think that narrative needs to die. I mean, they're 5-1, and one, and I would argue easily that they're playing unquestionably their mm-hmm. best basketball of the season. I season. They are peaking at the right time. And, again, I think he goes back to Fran McCaffrey putting Jordan Bohannon back at that one guard. I mean, the team has just looked completely different with Jordan Bohannon at the point guard. Joe Toussaint, Tony Perkins, and those guys off the bench have completely embraced the role. And if they can keep that up going down the stretch, I mean – I think right now they're easily an essential uh, a lock for the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, there's no question in my mind either. You know, you mentioned Toussaint and we both speculated Trent and I uh when when uh, when Fran was out with COVID and, and Toussaint lost his starting spot, we thought ah, here we go. Here's the beginning of the end. Uh writing's on the wall. Toussaint's probably going to be, you know, playing somewhere else um you know, next next year. I, I don't think that's the case. Or I th- I, I certainly don't feel as not, I wasn't. I didn't feel strongly at the time, but you could kind of see the dots starting to get connected. Uh, I think we're probably going to turn out to be wrong when it comes to this because he's engaged on the bench. I mean, his basket that he made when he was falling to the ground last night—talk uh, about an improbable shot! Uh, I think, I think uh, Toussaint is, is, and I agree with you. He is clearly bought in. I think I'm not so sure he's moving on. How about you, David?
3: You know, I don't like... You know, speculating on transfers, but I mean, I think obviously, right when he moves to the bench, you know, that question's going to come up. I don't. Unless Bohan gets somehow a seventh year of eligibility, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's clear that uh, Joe Tussant's got pathway to uh, some major minutes again next year. I mean, obviously, Iowa's going to bring in DeSante Bowen, who I think could shake up that one guard spot because he is He's an athlete. I mean, you talk about a guy that has a very high upside. I, I love DeSante Bowen's game when he gets to Iowa. But, no, I, I think you know, Joe Toussaint's very close with Patrick McCaffrey. I mean, they're basically brothers. At least that's what they call, you know, call themselves. Fran basically is you know, somewhat adopted Joe Toussaint. Uh, and, you know, basically as part of his family because of how close Patrick and him are. I don't see him moving on. I think what he brings to the table, I mean, it's exactly what Iowa needs. I think Joe Toussaint's really just he fits that perfect backup point guard role. I know he's obviously going to be one more than that, but I think he really has an important role on Iowa's team. So I don't think he's going to move on. I don't think it really makes sense to move on, especially if Iowa continues to have the success down the stretch that, you know, I I think they're capable of having. And, you know, how unlikely, just how crazy would it be? And I thought about this the other day, too. I think it's worth mentioning. You know, everybody had high expectations for Iowa last year. They had the number two seed in the NCAA tournament. I think injuries obviously played a factor. Oregon being one of the most athletic teams in the country, mismatched there. But, you know, a lot of people, including myself, thought, you know, I, I didn't think Iowa was going to make an NCAA tournament. But I'll tell you what, guys, with the way they're playing right now and shooting the ball, I, you know, I know people don't want to get too far ahead of themselves, but I do think that, you know, they could make a potential Sweet 16 run depending on the matchups. I think Iowa's team is just so much different than last year. And, again, I think this is Fray McCaffrey's best coaching job he's I had. I with been in
2: Iowa. totally agree with you. Friday night. It's Nebraska. Letdown, road game, terrible team. We've been concerned about this one a little bit, and Ken mentioned before they got that first win in the Big Ten, but boy, Nebraska's just so bad. Can you envision any realistic scenario where Iowa drops this game?
3: You know, I I think realistically, no, but at the same time, I mean, guys, remember Iowa, I think two years ago, Mm -hmm. went in there, shot 433 from Mm -hmm. three-point range. I mean, everybody was hurt, though, too. They put, you know, Four people plus the entire world on Luka Garza. Dared <laughs> Iowa shoot for green. You know, who could blame him? Uh, I don't. I think Nebraska is, you know, this is going to sound so petty, but guys, I mean, they look like the most selfish basketball, Big Ten basketball team I've ever watched. <laughs> I mean, there's no team camaraderie. They're not passing the ball well. Bryce McGowan's getting a lot of garbage time points. Uh, there's just you know the team roster is weird. I think Fred Hoiberg just doesn't make any adjustments. I mean, they're, they're a team that's in total discombobulation right now. And the fact is, when they beat Minnesota, I was shocked they end up winning a game this year. I mean, what a letdown! And I, you know, right now, guys, I don't even see a scenario that Fred Hoiberg makes it back to another another season in, in, in Lincoln. I, I, I don't.
0: 18 million, and that's a big check to write, but you're almost, it's almost, you almost have to do it, right? Uh, the cost of doing business. David Eicholt, 24 24- well, 7.
1: I mean, Nebraska
3: is paying off three football that's coaches. That's true. Who <laughs> them weren't even coaching the team, so I don't think that'd be a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, seem to have some deep pockets over there. David, thanks for doing this as always. We appreciate it. 24 7 sports, HawkeyeInsider.com. Thank you, David Eicholt.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Always good talking to
0: you. Yeah, good talking to you, too. Appreciate it. Take care. David Eichel joining us. Good stuff on we See the Trey Wingo tweet. Um, the NBA All-Star Game in prime time. Yes. 6.8 million viewers. Wow. The NFL Pro Bowl, <laughs> middle of the afternoon, 6.7. <laughs> it's incredible football. I mean, that was this garb. But they were both awful. Let's be honest. They were both awful.
2: I enjoyed the NBA a whole lot. That was lot.
0: less awful.
2: Yes. Right. It's not a real game, but at least enjoyable. Yeah. That was not even close to football. No, it was, no it was one basketball. one was chasing Mac Jones down the field. It was still basketball and right. Steph hitting threes and yeah. smiles and great dunks. Mm hmm. the great plays and profiles? No, no defense. Pro Bowls. Yeah.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, 1045, Shelby Mast. Will join us next. We'll get into the brackets with Shelby Mast. Bracketwag.com, bracketwag.com. He's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. 1, Welcome back, to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Shelby Mast joins us each and every week as we talk about the brackets, as we draw ever closer to Selection Sunday. Shelby, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Shelby Mast, how are you?
1: Doing good. How about
0: you guys? Doing well. Uh, really well. Watched Iowa win last night in convincing fashion. But I want to start with the team that they beat in Michigan State, who's now you have them on a seven line uh, this morning with that arrow pointing down. Shelby, this team is in free fall right now. This is does not look anything like uh, your typical Tom Izzo coach team. Uh, how far can they fall, Shelby.
1: Well, a I, I, buddy of mine was saying he's not sure they're going to make the tournament if they lose out, and I said, no, they're not, they're not going to lose out. I don't see that happening, but it very well could. I I think there's a chance that they could miss the tournament if they lose the rest of their game. they probably got to win one or two more. They'll get a double-digit seed, but they've got work to do.
2: Strug- court really struggling out of that group. It just does not seem like that vintage Michigan State team that we're used to. On the other side, Iowa with another impressive victory after what they did, getting their first quad one win over the weekend at Ohio State. This one no longer a quad one win Mm -hmm. as Michigan State dropped to 35 today in the net rankings from 29 where they were yesterday. But Iowa playing some really good basketball The computers love them. Just how difficult has it been putting this Iowa team, finding the right seed line for them, and and figuring out what the committee ultimately is going to do with them, and if it stays in that one win against a quad one team? Computer numbers, what that means, and and just how you break down this Iowa team from a bracket perspective.
1: They're one of the more difficult teams because they didn't have the resume, but they had the metrics. The the net loved them. They were top 20, uh, but, you know, they comparing their resume to other teams in the same region, same seed line, it, it just didn't match up with anybody. It started to look better, and so I feel comfortable about moving them up, but I I think they're probably good enough to be a six seed, but the metrics don't show it, and, uh, or the wins, the resume. And so with the committee stating that they're moving away from the I test, and more to metrics, uh, that that makes it really difficult for them.
0: Shelby, what team, uh, what what school is giving you the most trouble trying to, you know, pinpoint where they b- belong in the tournament? Is there one this year that, you know, for whatever reason, whether it be metrics, whether it be the net, one of them, one of the analytics loves them, the other one doesn't. Is there a team that's giving you the most trouble that, that makes you pull your hair out? Well, I,
1: I don't have any hair anyway, so I'm lucky <laughs> there. But uh, Iowa has been tough in Miami. Miami, um, they've got wins. They've got, you know, everything about them you can you can like. But for some reason, the net doesn't like them. They haven't been above sixty all year. And when they got that win over Duke, i you was know, thinking, you know, that's a good win. But they moved into the 80s. and so I I don't understand how that works. And there's been two Pac-12 teams. That aren't in the bracket but have been closed. Washington State they have been up into the twenties and they didn't deserve that. Stanford has been around eighty or ninety. And you could swap those teams and I think they'd be okay. Stanford is not looking as good, but they had some good wins and they had, you know, overall good resume, but not ninety for them.
2: The net is a somewhat new creation now from the NCAA, and there are people out there arguing its merits, talking about a team like Iowa doesn't have a whole lot in Quad 1. Efficiency is a big part of it. It is not a scheduling-based component like the old RPI. There is more analytics that is involved in it. They can still tweak it, though. It's their baby. They can do whatever they want with it. Do you anticipate in the coming years... We will see some tweaks with the net, or do you believe the NCAA is happy with this that they put together and, and are going to go with it for the foreseeable future?
1: I, I'm torn on it because it's their baby. So it, it's, it's perfect. It's the way it's intended to be. But when you look at it, there's a lot of teams in there that do make sense and a lot of teams that don't. Uh, I think too much is focused on margin of victory. Mm-hmm. If you beat a team by 40 points, you're going to get a big bump. But if you beat the same team by five, you're, you're not going to be that, that big of a jump up. And so I don't think the margin of victory is, should be factored in as much. Uh, for me, it's wins and losses, Period. Shelby, I watched uh, UConn
0: last night. Uh, it was just an improbable comeback, scoring as late as they did. I think it was 4-6, whatever it was, uh, late in that basketball game. Uh, is is UConn a team that maybe pay attention to? If, if, if you're out there and you know, gambling is legal in 30 states now, and if you're looking for a you know team on the periphery that's not getting a lot of love, that maybe they're... Now, their game's starting to come together. UConn might be one of those teams. Admittedly, I haven't seen a ton of them. I watched them last night. But what I saw, I was impressed. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think they're a pretty good team. I I don't have them higher in the bracket. I've got them a sixth seed. They were not mentioned last week by the committee. And we got all the four seeds and a few five seeds. And they weren't mentioned. So I'm hesitant to pull them up too much right now. But they're definitely... they could. You know, they've got the pedigree. Uh, the coach hadn't been through it, but he's the kind of guy that can lead you Neil know, Harley. He's a fiery guy. Yeah. Um, he, he can get them excited. They tried to get the Craddock. Like, I I've got them <laughs> out. But uh, they're a dangerous team. They can beat anybody, but they can also lose anybody.
2: We started talking about the Big Ten in Michigan State and Iowa. Rutgers now in your bracket as an 11 seed. Another weird resume. The quad four losses are certainly dragging them down at this point, but Scarlet Knights are playing good basketball. Another one, just difficult to come up with the right spot for them. What do they still have to do? What does Rutgers still have to do in order to feel good come Selection Sunday?
1: Don't lose at home. They've got some fantastic home wins. They need probably maybe one win on the road, but as opposed to last year when they had none till late in the season, um, they need, they maybe need one more to kind of prove that they can win away from home. Uh, Wisconsin game was big for them, yeah. but try to try to get the games at home that you should win. And I think they'll be okay.
0: And I think they have Michigan tonight, they do they do. not? Yeah. On the road, right? Yep. In Ann Arbor? So so maybe that one. Good should... time to get the Wolverines. Yeah, it really is. Shelby, my last thing for you. I, I'm hearing a lot of love uh, from the Mountain West. Is the Mountain West a team that you wouldn't be surprised, or conference rather, uh, uh, you wouldn't be surprised if we get to the second weekend of the tournament and there's a maybe a team, maybe two if it all goes well, from the Mountain West that have made it into the second weekend?
1: Yeah, I fully expect them to get four in, and probably four in, and two of them survive. I don't know which two because they're all solid. Uh, The East Coast doesn't pay attention to them much Mm because they're out west. Right. But west, the East Coast teams better watch them especially if they have to play first round. They are going to be a tough out no matter who they play.
0: Indeed. Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com. It's updated each and every night. Fresh content for those of us who like the bracket, especially this time of year. BracketWag.com. Shelby, Bracket, well, the Bracketologist for the Gannett, and he joins us every week. Shelby, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com. Hour two, Cappy kicks it off. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.